podcast YAL segment 5C1. It's the law. Hello, everyone. I'm Gloria Lepic-Corrigan, and I'd like to welcome you back to Your Accessible Life podcast, a podcast platform designed to provide practical support for living well with a disability, less ability, or physical challenge. In our earlier podcasts, we talked about definitions. What is a disability or a less ability? What is this podcast? And how can we work with our listeners to provide you with solid research-based support as you navigate your and your family's pathways through the adjustment to changing abilities? Today, I'd like to talk to you about the law, specifically about U.S. laws and how we can work with them to help us live our best lives. I'm not an attorney, and this is not meant to be legal advice, but rather I'm giving you some general perspectives of our collaborators as we've negotiated the ins and outs of disability access and accommodation in the real world. Everyone talks about ADA, the Americans with Disabilities Act, but there's so much more to know than just that, and the more we know, the more it can help us. The U.S. has developed disability-focused laws over the course of over 50 years, beginning with a 1968 Architectural Barriers Act. The U.S. Department of Justice reports that there are now a total of 10 federal laws governing the rights of individuals with disabilities, and they're summarized in a single guide that is provided by that agency at the website ada.gov slash cguide. These laws govern access to facilities, to transportation, housing, telecommunications, employment, and much more. The 1968 Architectural Barriers Act, the 1968 Fair Housing Act, the 73 Rehabilitation Act, the 1975 Individuals with Disabilities Education Act may have all set the stage for the landmark 1980 Americans with Disabilities Act. Many of the laws really fed from each other, and the amendments to the original laws made each of them much more inclusive. For example, the Fair Housing Act became law in 1968, but disability was not actually added as a protected class until 1988. Today, most Americans understand that our laws generally require access and accommodation for individuals with disabilities in most situations. It was explain to me that if someone provides goods or services to able-bodied individuals, they can be required to, with, with reasonable adjustments, to do so for individuals with disabilities as well. It's believed by many that the presence of these laws has led to far greater inclusion of individuals with disabilities in really almost every facet of everyday life. And even more than that, it's really important to remember that these changes usually improve the safety, comfort, and access for everyone, not just those with disabilities. But are these laws always followed? Who makes sure of that? How do we, do, how do we use them as tools for improving our own lives? Who actually qualifies as having a disability? And are there limits on who can actually take advantage of these laws and their resulting programs? These are some pretty big questions that could really fill books, and in fact they do. And it involves a lot more of the information that we could possibly cover in one podcast. But still, we've put together a few tips and tricks that several of us have found were helpful. 
And that's what I want to share with you today. These tips include, one, assume. Assume that you have rights. And interestingly, these days, most people and most businesses actually assume that we have rights to access and accommodation as well. While some programs require your doctor's agreement that you qualify as having a disability, for example, getting a disability parking placard or parking license plate or having approval to ride on paratransit, I have found that objectively, most people who are eligible well before they actually think to apply. The second point, ask. If you do need help, don't assume that everything will be accessible for your needs. The the line, know before you go, is really a good mantra. Phone calls in advance of traveling or going to a concert or going out to dinner can really help you and the place you're going to make for a much more successful outcome. In addition to asking about the situation up front, feel free to ask for what they call reasonable accommodation if you need it. It's interesting to see the good, and unfortunately sometimes bad, ideas that people come up with for helping us. Third point, be patient. But don't be patient forever. Uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. But municipalities and businesses now have had almost 30 years to comply with disability laws. These days, a stronger push may actually be warranted. ADA is a federal law but it's generally administered locally, resulting in some significant inconsistencies in what we encounter from city to city or state to state. If you find an unacceptable situation and your nice requests have not produced desired results, it is possible to file a complaint directly with the Department of Justice. Or you can contact your local government, which is where they may have sent the complaint already as well. Or Eventually, you can reach out to an attorney. And along the way, you may find, as I recently did, that in fact, sometimes different laws may apply. Access to a local post office, for example, actually falls under the control of the Architectural Barriers Act in addition to ADA, and that law is overseen directly from Washington, D.C. And then finally, be persistent and try many options. Occasionally, the first request is all it takes. Our experience has been that this is rarely enough, but sometimes it is. Most businesses and government entities really do want to satisfy their customers and constituents, but don't always know what to do, and very often they're trying to avoid the expenditures that they don't want to make. Over time, many of us have found that persistence and creativity produce the best results. The Your Accessible Life blog has a few stories of access success that we've achieved. If you have good stories too, please share them with us. They might make it into yet another follow-up episode. Thank you so much for joining us for this accessible journey. If you have questions about this episode, please drop us a note at info at youraccessiblelife.com. We wish you a wonderful barrier-free week we welcome your comments and questions and ask you to subscribe and share your episodes, our episodes. Thank you very much.